Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fort Dodge Leadership Podcast. Um, today we're talking about a fun topic. So we're gonna be talking about women and leadership. So both men and women were both created in the image of God. And so women are equipped to be leaders just like men are. And we are excited just to share some leadership tips with um, you guys today. But And we're going to be going back to the Bible. So we're going to be digging into the Bible about what does God's word tell us um, and what can we learn about women who are in the Bible and the leadership principles that they show. So I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Brittany, and I um, lead women's ministries here. I'm also do different roles like campus coordinator. Um, I lead our guest services team and our chaplain ministry. And so I have Gina and JC here. I'm going to have them introduce themselves and also like the areas they lead since this is about um, women in leadership today. Yeah, I'm JC. Um, I am the student coordinator. So I get to lead our middle school, our mid ministry and our high school, our house group ministry. Hi there. I am Gina and I lead our family ministry as a whole. Um, so I oversee JC and her leadership in her ministries. And then I also um, get to lead children's ministry birth through fifth grade. Awesome. We're excited. To do it. All of us are here today and we're just an awesome team that we get to lead together, work together, work in the same office <laughs> together. <laughs> okay. So we're excited to share and highlight some women in the Bible. But before we do that, um, we just wanted to dig into different parts of scripture about leadership and also um, if in the, in the Bible, there are some more controversial or confusing verses about women. And so I'm going to jump in and just highlight one of those controversial verses. It is first Timothy two eleven, And it says a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to assume authority over a man. She must be quiet. Okay, so you might be wondering why in the world we chose that verse, but stick with us. <laughs> so I recently dug into the scripture in a Bible study that I'm a part of. And after learning more about the context behind this verse, I actually was excited. And there's a really cool leadership principle that we can learn from this piece of scripture. So um, digging into the context. So in mid-century Jewish, Jewish culture, when Paul wrote this letter to Timothy, women were not allowed to study at all. So they were not allowed to learn God's word along with men. And so Paul was actually offering these women an amazing opportunity to learn God's word. And he was not condemning women. He was actually empowering them to learn so that they can become leaders. And so prior, the Ephesian women had actually abused their new freedom as Christians. And um, because they were new converts, they did not yet have the necessary experience or knowledge or Christian maturity to teach those um, who had already had extensive scriptural education and were getting into like false teaching and um, passing things along that were not true. And so in Timothy, Paul was giving these women an opportunity to study God's word so that they could become solid leaders and teachers. And I just think like, it is very important for us as women leaders that we don't step into leadership positions until we have, um, you know, a basic understanding of scripture that we are always constantly studying God's word and have that spiritual and emotional maturity. And so without this, we can be easily swayed into false teachings. We can lack discernment. Um, and it really allows the devil a foothold into the ministries that we lead and the impact could be catastrophic. It could be a lot. And so, 
I actually, I was so excited because like this verse has always been something that was confusing to me. And so I was excited to dig into it and just like be like, whoa, there's actually a really cool takeaway um, from this verse that many read and just think that God is against women leaders or something. So, so yeah, anything else to add to that? That's good. Um, Also um, along the same lines of, I believe just that, that word submissiveness, even in the Greek, it has like the, um, the reference point is like ranking under. And in that time there was um, sometimes it was used as a military term that referred to order and authority, not value or ability. So like we see that throughout the Bible of the women that are spoken of and, and like God highly values them and gives them gifts of um, and puts them in places to be able to use those gifts and, and share those abilities that he's given them. So like even just adding to that context that you shared is that um, it's important to see our value in Christ's identity, in the identity of Christ, right. And to know, to continue to become more Christ-like as we uh, learn and develop our gifts and our abilities before stepping foot into that, um, that authority and that leadership yeah. piece. Um, later in um, first Timothy, uh, or Paul references this um, and, and talks about uh, in Galatians that we are in Christ Jesus and that we are all children of God through our faith. And so like that word all is like all, like mm-hmm. women, men, it's for all of us um, who are baptized into Christ and we get to clothe ourselves with, with Christ in that likeness. Um, and, he, and he speaks about um, in verse 28 of like neither Jew nor Gentile nor slave nor free, nor is there male or female for you alone, for you are all one in Christ. Excuse me, I'm getting tripped up on my words. But um, just like that unity that we get to partner mm-hmm. with other women and men in leadership and that piece of that. That's good. Yeah. Another piece uh, in first Timothy that I wanted to point out is uh, first Timothy chapter four, verse 12. Uh, It reads, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. Um, And in the leadership principles that we're going to be talking about today, these are for everyone of all ages, regardless if you're Mm -hmm. Young or older, I can say old, yes. older. <laughs> Thank um, you, JC. <laughs> yeah, God, God can use you. So that's the bottom line. Um, I had someone pray this verse over me um, in high school. And at the time, like I thought it sounded sounded good, sounded encouraging, but I didn't realize um, the, the encouragement that it would mean to me mm-hmm. later down the road. Um, I felt a call to ministry shortly after that. Um, and I had to, and I still have to intentionally lay down uh, my insecurity of, you know, not knowing as much as someone else or not knowing, you know, the right words to say, um, especially for me when most of the people I lead are older than me. Um, but Paul says in this, I love how he says, set an example for them with how you live, um, essentially how you show Christ through you. Mm-hmm. So um, Jesus tells us, you know, his power is made perfect in our weakness. And sometimes I felt super weak in my abilities, but my encouragement, I guess, for you guys, our listeners, is that um, just to stand bold in that confidence no matter your age, um, and not of what you can do, but what uh, you can allow Christ to do through you when you lead others. Mm-hmm. And just like yeah. like Paul was writing this to Timothy, and Timothy was a young leader. And yeah. so, like, how cool, like, he, you know, felt some of those same in, um, insecurities that you feel. And, um, yeah, it's just so cool. And you do such an amazing job at, like, leading by example for your leaders to see that. And 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool and encouraging. Um, so anything else before we dig into about or for, before we dig into these women? Okay. So we each kind of chose ahead of time a woman that we want to highlight from scripture, but we have not talked about this. And so I'm really excited because we're each going to like bring out some um, leadership principles from these women. And I have a feeling there'll be some things that overlap, but we, we don't know. We'll find out. So we're going to dig in. Who, who wants to go first and share the woman that they um, want to highlight? I can. Um, yeah. So I chose Deborah from the Old Testament um, in Judges 4 and 5. Um, some of the great things that um, we can learn from De- Deborah is um, one of the things is that she distinguished herself as the most godly of all the judges. And so we can take different paths as we think of this, um, but that word distinguished um, to me just like meant that she carried herself well. She was aware Mm. of this um, role and the importance of the role. Um, And so like I think of that for in my context of just um, continuing to have that awareness of um, not shying away from the fact that eyes are on you, but when we're given roles of leadership and authority that we are held to a different standard. Yeah. And so like we get to do this. And so, um, just building ourselves up however we need to in those different layers, um, to be able to distinguish ourselves among, among others. And, um, so that, that can mean a lot of different ways of, um, making sure that we're staying in the word and that, um, our decisions are first, um, about God and for God and his glory, um, and then how they impact others. And then just how we carry ourselves, um, inside and outside the walls of the church, in our community, in our home. Um, and so that was something that I just found, um, super impactful as I looked at Deborah. Um, also something else that we can learn is that, um, she instructed, instructed in the conduct of the battle and led with a victory or song. So she gave, so there are a couple different things within that. So she gave orders or insight and direction, um, to Barack Mm -hmm. as he led the battle. And then she led the song, the victory with a song. And so like she had multiple gifts, she had multiple abilities and she used those at the right time. And so like just learning um, more about our gifts and our abilities and just learning, um, I can't think of the right word right now, but um, the proper time to use those, Mm -hmm. right? Being led by God to use those in the proper time and in the proper circumstances. Um, And then people sought her out for judgment um, and answers and decisions. And so like the reason why we can assume that the reason why people sought her out was because she spoke truth Mm -hmm. and she obeyed the law and she obeyed God's word. Um, And again, just making sure that we um, are in God's word consistently and that we um, speak his truth, um, even in the hard moments. Yeah. I think obedience is. Yeah. So much like, isn't she like the only woman in the scripture who was like labeled as a prophet, but also a judge. So she's yes. like, what a position of power, but yet it's like, she was obedient to, mm-hmm. like she didn't just use that power. To, yeah. She heard directly from God to yeah. give the message, um, to his people. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, um, an honor, like just even within that, just those honors of, um, prophetess and, uh, judge, but she distinguished herself. Like yeah. she carried that. She didn't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, we can assume through these things yeah. that she didn't, uh, carry that and like used it and got and was prideful in those yeah. in mm-hmm. those instances that's so good that's good it, like in the last point I wanted to share about that um 
about Deborah, unless anyone else has some insights, is that she consistently pointed to God and not away from him. So we can, we can, um, and the enemy can use this as a foothold as, as Brittany alluded to earlier of, um, when we, we speak the truth, it, we can put ourselves on a pedestal. Other people can put us on pedestals. Mm-hmm. But like when we consistently put point others yes. to God and his glory, then that's the right rightful place. Yeah. And I see Deborah as somebody who was like bold. Like I was like, yeah. she's, she has like a boldness, but it's not from like her own, like you said, like her own, it's like yeah. her boldness in her faith or in. It was confidence her, in yeah. God, right? Like yeah. Yeah. just that, not confidence in herself. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I wanted us to take a look at these two sisters, um, Mary and Martha. Uh, You might be familiar with this um, story, but uh, these were two sisters. They both loved Jesus uh, and they were both close with him. Uh, But they had two very different serving styles and ways of showing their love. Um, In Luke 10, we can see the story of of Martha invites Jesus over to to their home. Um, But while Jesus is there, Martha's running around the whole time. Um, trying to fix this fancy dinner for Jesus. And her sister is just sitting there um, at Jesus' feet and listening to him speak. And, and Martha gets ticked. She, <laughs> she's a little attitude. Yep. Um, she tells, you know, Jesus, like, hey, like, tell Mary to get up, do something, um, help me out here. And Jesus responds, like, with his gentle correctness and um, corrects her attitude and um, explains that, like, while my, uh, her priorities, while Martha's priorities were to please and serve, that they were good, uh, they were not best. You know, he says, you're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it, it will not be taken away from her. That's so good. And so we can see like there's good leadership qualities displayed by both of Mary and Martha. You know, you can look at hospitality service. Um, but I want us to ask ourselves where we fall when we're at our healthiest uh, leading and when we're at our unhealthiest. So like, I remember the first time reading this in Luke 10 and thinking like, yeah, Jesus, you go tell Mary to get off your yeah. and Like, I could almost feel the frustration that Martha was feeling. Um, like, you know, relax and talk when the food is done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Mary was aware that her role was to give more attention to the guest himself than to his needs. Um, in other words, she did little preparation because her role was participation. Um, and so a couple of things that we can see that translates to our leadership as women is that um, sometimes we have to learn that worship often begins with silence and listening. Yeah, yeah that's so good. Um, so like for leading others, uh, we can easily get caught up in the projects, the details, and find ourselves doing things for Jesus and neglecting to spend any time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Martha, like that's when we begin to leak in unhealthy ways because we are operating out of our own flesh and our own abilities. And there's always so much to do. Like, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Martha, like there really was a lot to do. And so I, yeah, like I always feel that tension with Martha, but... Like in ministry or in areas that you lead, like there's so much that does need to be done, right? That we can that can easily take over the yeah, and we confuse we can confuse the doing for Jesus um, instead of like being with Jesus. Yeah, Yeah, you you alluded to that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, another thing um, we can take away from these sisters is that sometimes it's necessary. It's kind of we're saying to slow down um, our pace, um, which we know, like we live in a world that frames like success as being busy, uh, let's go, go, go. Um, but we know that, you know, Jesus told his disciples to get away to a quiet place and rest. Um, and so we have to try not to, to not get caught up in these details that we forget, like the big picture or the main mission. Um, we know the story of Jesus raising their brother Lazarus from the dead. And I love how before Jesus does this, uh, Martha goes up to Jesus and is like, 
you know, it's not possible. Uh, his body is four days old, which means it stinks, which means like it's scientifically like decomposing, like all these like <laughs> things. She's like detail, like oriented, like just mm-hmm. thinking. And like, once again, like Jesus, you know, gi- gently responds and is like, did I not tell you, you know, if you just believe. So like, if we're not stepping back, looking at the big picture, we, we miss what Jesus is trying to do. Mm-hmm. And um, lastly, um, we, we can't underestimate the effects of small acts and obedience and service. Um, we see this looking at kind of Mary now in Mark 14. Um, we hear of Mary coming to Jesus with like this expensive perfume. Uh, she pours it on his head. And again, people are looking at her like she's crazy. And they're asking, you know, why she's wasting this stuff. Um, but we see that Jesus praises her for this unselfish act of worship. And he says, um, truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, uh, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And here we are, how many years later, hearing about it today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we can learn from Mary and her leadership that um, how she has mastered this discipline of knowing when to be still, yet knowing when um, to go do. Yeah. That's really good. good. There's like a good balance between the two that we can learn from and even individually through them of of hopefully that um, Martha was able to learn more from Mary. Right. And I and I feel that um, especially as women in leadership is that we get to learn from one another and we have that bond of um, sisterhood and and being followers of Christ that um, we can learn from one another, we can complement each other, and that right. we can also complement the male leaders that we lead yep. alongside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that Mary and Martha highlight that so well. Yeah, Real good. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And I love how they like they like as like a brother, like a brother, like you said, mm-hmm. working together, but like a brother or sister in Christ. Like we are all on the same mission and mm-hmm. um, trained together. So yeah. yeah. Um, so I chose um, to highlight Esther. So Esther has always been one of my favorite Bible stories. I I don't know why. I've just oh, I've read it several times. I've been drawn to it. Um, and so I was like, this is a fun one to choose. I'm gonna choose Esther. She's an awesome leader. And so Esther, um, she was a beautiful Jewish wife to Persian King Xerxes, who, yeah, probably wasn't the best guy. In the world. <laughs> Um, so Esther and her cousin, uh, Mordecai, um, ended up persuading the king to retract in order to kill all the Jews throughout the empire. Um, and the massacre had been plotted, um, by the king's chief minister, Haman. And, um, so he's the one that like was a bad guy in the story, but so that's just a very quick story of how, um, it's, but I recommend reading it, reading the um, book in the Bible. It's quick and it's a really fun, a really fun read, like a, like a book. So, um, recommend reading it. But as I think about Esther and what kind of leader she was, I think of her as an awesome example of being a servant leader. So a servant leader is somebody who focuses primarily, um, on the growth and well-being of people and the communities to which they belong. A servant leader shares power and puts needs of others first, and they help others grow, um, instead of just focusing on getting to the top themselves. Hmm. And, so I just, I see that so much in Esther. So she was a servant leader. And so I have three different points that I had just taken away as I dwelled about the story. Um, one is that Esther bloomed where she was planted. So Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So God completely called her to this position. She didn't seek it out. She didn't want it. Um, she didn't want to be queen, um, but God called her to this. And so she operated like within the existing system that already was there to save her people. God called her to save her people. Um, and she led by servant, humble leadership. 
And I think about how many times that we're like, oh, we wish we were in a different position or we wish we had this experience or this platform. But like God has called all of us to, we can all bloom wherever he has planted us right now Mm -hmm. um, in the season that we are in. I think about back to my years as like a stay-at-home mom. Um, Sometimes I would feel that like, oh, I should be doing more. But like, no, like this, that is where God put me and I was, Mm -hmm. and I could bloom there. And yeah. be a leader to my kids. And yeah. Leadership looks different yeah. for women at different stages yes. and phases of their mm-hmm. lives. And mm-hmm. and I think we um we have such a wide range of listeners that um that can apply to. Like you like we're, when we speak on this topic, we're not speaking of just leadership in ministry. Yes. Right. Like or vo- full time vocational ministry. It mm-hmm. is leadership within where God has placed you. Yeah. I love that. Bloom where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And leadership is influence, like yep. at the end, of, like very as the simple definition of leadership. And so we all have influence. So we're all called to the different areas of leadership that God calls us to. So I think of um, Esther. She also shows servant leadership by being a courageous leader. So I mean, she literally faced death. She faced fear of death when she walked in front of the king um, to re- to tell him about Haman. And um, and so I just think about how much went into that. She didn't allow her insecurities to hold her back. I think about how many times we're um, called into his position of leadership. And it makes me think of back when I started um, mops and leading mops. And I just remember thinking like all the insecurities would come flooding. Like you're not qualified for this. Like why you? Um, But pushing those aside um, to do, to take obedient steps to like, to what God is calling us to. Um, And so I think of Esther, she's as a super courageous leader. Um, and then Esther was also reliable and, um, so I think reliability is not something you typically see on a list of leadership qualities or traits, but it's so important. Mm -hmm. And Mordecai saw this trait in her, um, a great leader is someone who is reliable and they demonstrate skills to manage the unknown and don't allow circumstances to dictate their behavior. They show courage and resilience under pressure. Um, and so I think about how how I feel like this is something that we can always grow in. But as I think back over my life, like how I I've grown in my reliability and how important, important that is. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, those are the three takeaways I had from Esther and, um, yeah. Can't recommend enough. Read the book. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, maybe we can even put in the notes on this podcast, um, the different passages that we refer to today and specifically where these women, um, um, their significant lies in which books of the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like we can add that in there and just, you know, put that challenge out there to go back and read um, and see what what you can gain from each of these mm-hmm. and there's so many more women oh that we can't even we're gonna be getting in touch on to like ruth and like mm-hmm. miriam yeah. and yeah mary Junior. and there's so yeah other the other mary yeah <laughs> the other mary. <laughs> yep. phoebe and priscilla phoebe, priscilla yes yeah. oh i mean that's we can awesome. continue to yeah, yeah list them yes but um, all at different significances um in the body yeah mm-hmm. right anything else you guys want to add to the podcast today it's been fun to just yeah. dig into this and um, just see the different leadership traits in women and how God God loves all of us, men and women. And so um, he calls us equally and it's just exciting to see what we can, what can happen when we take those steps of obedience. So, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'll pray for us and we'll, we'll close. 
Um, dear Lord, just thank you. Thank you. We got to have this time to talk um, about women leaders and thank you for your word and the stories that you have in it um, to help equip us and to help us learn, um, help us lead with humble hearts and um, just be open to the guidance and the steps of obedience that you are calling us to. Um, give us the courage and strength to confidently um, take those steps of obedience um, and help. And above all, we want to honor you um, and glorify you in everything that we do in leadership um, and, um, and just in our walk with you. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.